Today is November 22nd, 2023. In this week's issue, neuro-ophthalmologists are in high demand, with 61% of consultations being called for acute life or vision-threatening diseases. Microshunt implant success can be attributed to many factors, including the use of intraoperative mitomycin C. IL-11 may play a helpful role in accelerating cornea wound healing and decreasing ocular surface inflammation. Virtual reality video game-based technology can be as effective as conventional visual field testing for pediatric glaucoma patients. Our first article is from Ophthalmology. I spy with my little eye something beginning with N, a neuro-ophthalmologist. Neuro-ophthalmology, a subspecialty focused on diagnosing and treating neurologic-based eye conditions, often faces challenges due to limited training and resources. Neuro-ophthalmic questions represent a significant proportion of consultations among ophthalmologic subspecialties. However, due to the scarcity of neuro-ophthalmologists, there is increasing difficulty in meeting these demands. A prospective quality improvement study conducted at a quaternary care center analyzed all neuro-ophthalmology consultations in the emergency department and inpatient settings over a one-year period in order to identify patterns influencing the consultation process. In total, 494 neuro-ophthalmology consultations were called, in which 61% involved life or vision-threatening diseases. The most common consults requested by an emergency department physician involved papilledema and vision loss. The most common consults requested by inpatient hospitalists, including neurologists and oncologists, involve vision loss and eye movement disorders. Finally, the most common consults requested by neurosurgeons involved mass evaluation and preoperative workups. This study underscores the urgent need for expanded neuro-ophthalmology resources, suggesting solutions such as increasing outpatient neuro-ophthalmologists, integrating telehealth and diagnostic aids, and implementing standardized protocols to manage complex neuro-ophthalmologic cases efficiently. Our second article is from the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Do micro-shunts have macro impacts? As the glaucoma community explores new treatments, the micro-shunt is emerging as a promising option. A recent multi-center retrospective cohort study sought to understand risk factors for micro-shunt implant failure using four criteria to define success at one year. The first is intraocular pressure less than or equal to 21 millimeters of mercury with greater than or equal to 20% intraocular pressure reduction. The second, intraocular pressure reduction less than or equal to 18 millimeters of mercury with greater than or equal to 20% intraocular pressure reduction. The third, intraocular pressure less than or equal to 15 millimeters of mercury with greater than or equal to 25% intraocular pressure reduction. And the fourth was intraocular pressure less than or equal to 12 millimeters of mercury with greater than or equal to 30% intraocular pressure reduction from baseline. They described overall success as success with or without anti-glaucoma medication and complete success as success without anti-glaucoma medication. They reviewed 250 eyes from 220 patients across six centers and found that overall success varied from 43% to 62% and complete success varied from 35 to 44%, depending on the criteria. Notably, a higher intraoperative dose of mitomycin C significantly reduced the risk of failure, while certain risk factors increased the risk for failure. This study emphasizes the benefit of intraoperative mitomycin C while also highlighting important risk factors contributing to microshunt failure. Our third article is from IOVS. You've heard of IL-11 administration for prevention of thrombocytopenia, but how about its use in wound healing? IL-11 is a cytokine that is expressed in various inflammatory diseases. 
but its role in ocular diseases is understudied. In order to determine IL-11's role in the inflammatory pathogenesis of corneal injury, a recent experimental study mechanically removed corneal epithelium and stroma from anesthetized mice eyes. After 24 hours, the injured corneas expressed higher levels of IL-11 transcript by tenfold and protein by sixfold compared to the untreated eyes. The authors found that certain IL-11 receptor-expressing neutrophils and mononuclear cells were present after injury. Based on this, they topically applied IL-11 to mouse-injured corneas and observed the following decreases in the presence of inflammatory cell types. 58% in CD45-positive leukocytes, 54% in neutrophils, and 55% in CD11B-positive mononuclear cells. The authors also found that IL-11 treatment accelerated epithelial wound healing with 90% re-epithelialization with topical IL-11 compared to 40% without. The results suggest that IL-11 may play a therapeutic role in accelerating corneal wound healing. Our last article is from the Journal of the American Association of Pediatric Ophthalmology and Strabismus. Maybe not all video games are bad. Although conventional white-on-white perimetry, such as the Humphrey Visual Field or Octopus Perimetry, are the gold standard in glaucoma management, they can be challenging for many children to reliably perform. Advancements in virtual reality technology have created new avenues for visual field testing that offer advantages in portability, patient comfort, and the ability to gamify testing. Although virtual reality visual field testing correlates well with conventional visual field testing in adults, no prior studies have analyzed its use in pediatric glaucoma populations. This prospective study included 39 children and 77 eyes who underwent Visual, a game-based virtual reality automated perimetry device, and Humphrey visual field testing. They found a strong significant correlation between Visual and Humphrey visual field in mean deviation, pattern deviation, and point-by-point sensitivity. Agreement between the two was found in over 87% of eyes with respect to the presence or absence of field defects, and over 70% of eyes with respect to presence or absence of fixation-threatening visual field loss. Visual and Humphrey visual field are comparable modalities when testing various visual field indices in pediatric patients, pointing towards its potential value as a supplement or alternative to conventional automated perimetry. And to learn more about the lens, you can follow us on Twitter at, at the lens underscore OPH. And be sure to visit our website at www.lensophthalmology.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters and view the full summary of this week's newsletter.